Welcome to the Arise and Shine podcast, part of the teaching ministry of Pastor Festus Nasoha of Oasis Church and Holy Ghost End Time Ministries International. As it says in Isaiah 60 verse 1, Arise, shine, for your light has come and the glory of God shines over you. It is our hope and desire that through this podcast you would be encouraged and experience the transforming power of God's word. Be blessed. Praise be to God. What an amazing blessing and joy it is to me, I believe also to you, for us to meet again as friends, to share God's word together. This is your friend and brother, Brother Festus Nsoha, the pastor of Oasis Church in Tuad. I'm glad you joined me today to share God's word together. May the Lord then bless this broadcast, bless you and me, and anoint me and to bring his heart to your heart and mine. We cover ourselves with the blood of Jesus Christ. We bring to nothing the councils of darkness. We declare Jesus Christ is Lord over this broadcast. Thank you, Father. And I have a message for you today. I want us to begin um, in the book of Mark in the New Testament. Uh, we're going to start from Mark chapter 14. Uh, verse 14 says, Now the disciples had forgotten to take bread. Neither had they in the sheep with them more than one loaf. You know, bread was like the, <laughs> it was like the potato <laughs> of that time. That's all. So what they had was bread, 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 bread and fish, you know. So they forgot, they, they didn't have no bread at all in the sheep. And, um, and then verse 15, says, and he charged them saying, take heed, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and of the leaven of Herod. You know, leaven is what you use. In English word, it was used to make bread, the dough. Okay. And so, and the reason among themselves saying, it is because we have no bread. Oh, he was talking about bread because bread and leaven, they all go together. Okay. Verse 17. And when Jesus knew it, he said unto them, why reason ye because you have no bread? Perceive you not yet, neither understand, have ye your heart yet hardened. One of the things that God hates the most is the hardness of heart. When the heart becomes callous, stubborn, insensitive, unable to perceive and comprehend, unable to remember, recognize, and know the workings and the work of God. When we quickly forget his works and wonders. That is why the, Moses, the people of Moses there that came out of Egypt most of them could not get to the promised land. Why? Because of the hardness of their heart. And so the Lord said to them, uh, Why is he because you have no bread? Perceive you not, yet neither understand. Have you your heart yet hardened? Having eyes, see you not. And having ears, hear you not. And do you not remember? Say with me, remember. Remembering is a very important part of faith. Many times, why many people have problems with faith is because they, forget, they lose their sense of remembrance. Don't you still remember? You have eyes, don't you see? You have ears, can't you hear? Or don't you remember? He was rebuking them. What's the matter with you? What's wrong with you? He said in verse 19, when I break the five loaves among 5,000, how many baskets full of fragments took you up? They said unto him, 12 baskets. 
And when the seven among four thousand, how many baskets full of fragments took you up? And they said seven. Said unto them, How is it then that you do not understand? And the, he was telling them, Be careful, be watchful, protect yourself from the evil doctrines and teachings that infiltrates like like leaven that penetrates and permeates the human mind that affects the reasoning and pollutes we used to, we, the bible said evil communication corrupts good manners he said to them be careful with the teachings and the doctrines the way of thinking, the way of believing, the way of reasoning of the Pharisees and the Herodians. Be careful with their doctrine and teaching. Don't allow it to get into you, into your system, into your mind, into your thinking. Don't allow fear and doubt to penetrate your soul. Keep it up there. Don't let it come closer. But they thought he was talking about bread because living and bread is all he used in making bread. So he had to ask them then the question, when I... When I break five loaves of bread and fed 5,000 men, how many baskets of full of fragments took you up? They said unto him, 12. When he, the seven among 4,000 men, how many baskets full of fragments took you up? And they said, seven. They said unto them, how is it then? How is it that you do not understand? I mean, he's saying to them, as long as the issue of what to eat is concerned, by now you ought to have seen enough, had enough evidence that uh, with me, what to eat is not a problem. Why are you worried that, oh, we didn't have bread. Oh, did you have bread? No, we didn't have no bread. What are we going to do? Oh, he's, he's trying to ask us about bread. And, and they were panicking. They were worried. They were nervous. They were angry. They were surprised. They were afraid. What are we going to do? And the Lord, when he perceived what they were reasoning and worrying and they were nervous and sweating, still worrying about bread, still worrying about what to eat, he said to them, have you, don't you see? Have you not seen enough evidence? Have you not heard enough? I've not seen enough miracle. And I used to ask myself, why would God, the Lord, tell the disciples to pick up the broken pieces of the bread? I mean, this was not in a five-star hotel. I can say, okay, everywhere is manicured and nice. There was no kind of a special table spread there. It was all in the forest, basically in the grasses. I mean, can you imagine picking five, uh, I mean, picking uh, 12 baskets of broken pieces of bread in a place where 5,000 men ate, not only men, Add women there, there may be 10,000 women, there may be 10,000 children there, and all, they were all spread all over the entire area. And he had to make the disciples pick every broken piece of that bread that, they, that fell from their mouth. The broken piece, even the one that children were eating, and he fell. Little, little piece. He said, you go to that forest, that, that grass, and pick up every broken piece. Man, if it is today, we will say, what is that for? That's a waste of time. Why would we go picking on? What is he going to do with the pieces? Who will eat them? Because I used to ask myself, who will eat those broken pieces that was picked in all this grass all over? Some of them must have been trampled already by men, you know, because as they're walking and leaving the place, some of the pieces must have already been trampled by feet. But the Lord used to say, you go. It, it would take a lot of time to pick 12 baskets of broken pieces of bread. And then uh, when, when he also multiplied, uh, you know, when he multiplied seven bread and, and, and they pick up, uh, how many, they pick up uh, seven baskets. I mean, that was, uh, I was asking myself, why would he tell them to go and piece, pick broken pieces of bread in a place where thousands of men ate? Some of the pieces already trampled and, and he made them pick it up and scrum it and put it in the basket and carry it home. Whew, I said to myself, what was that for? Is that a way of keeping the grasses clean? Maybe just to make sure that they don't, you know, 
<laughs> don't pollute the, the grass. And what was that for? No, it was for a purpose. To give them something that their eyes can always see. To keep a memorial. To keep a, give them a mental image that he is Jehovah Jireh, that he is able to provide for the needs of his people. To keep, to keep them, to remind them whenever they remember the, because they may forget what they ate, but they will not forget how many pieces they picked and kept. In the, in the wilderness, when the Lord sent manna for 40 years, he told Moses, pick some of the manna, put it in a pot. In fact, the manna was a pot of the, of the, of the, of the, uh, what was in the Holy of Holies there, of the tabernacle of, of testimony. It was kept right there as a memorial that for 40 years he sent that, he ran that manna from heaven. He gave them that manna in a port and they preserved it in that port and kept it in that ark of the covenant all their years and journey and travels. Why? As a memorial. Say with me, memorial. God wants you and I to remember something. We are in a time where the faith of many are in big, and the wind is blowing on your candle. And it seems your faith is being shaken. The devil is attacking. The things, life is becoming more, a lot of pressure on many. And so much, many people are actually overwhelmed and flooded with all the attacks, with all the problems from left and right, from everywhere. You just, many people are really drowning in, the, in this flood of negatives all around us. And in such a time when faith seems to be weak, when you cannot seem to see your way out, you don't know how on earth will I survive? How will I make it? My strength is falling. I'm becoming weak. It seems I'm sinking. It seems I'm drowning. I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to survive. All this is, is too much for me. And it seems you cannot, God is no more speaking. It seems you cannot more feel God or hear him. It seems he's far away. So you just, Lord, he's like, no, he's talking to the empty air. You go to the church, they pray, they sing, but you don't feel nothing. You read the Bible, it's like you are reading, um, you know, some bad book. And you don't seem to feel, don't seem to hear, don't seem to, where are you, Lord? And you are wondering, uh, what am I going to do? How am I going to survive? That is a time to remember. Remember. This message is titled, The Stone of Remembrance. God, the Lord took, told them to pick up the broken pieces of bread. So the next time they are wondering about food, the next time they're saying, uh, what are we going to eat? How are we going to drink? What are we going to do this? They say, I remember. I remember that 5,000 men. I remember. I mean, I was one of the guys that carried one of the baskets on my head. <laughs> you know, in the book of Joshua, when they crossed the river Jordan, Joshua, the Lord told him to tell the, to pick up 12 men, the leading men of Israel that day, to go to the place where the feet of the priests were standing in the midst of the water and pick up 12 stones from that place. Pick up the 12 stones from that place where their feet were standing and put and make a monument in that very place. They, put, they had to build 12 stones on that very place where the priests were standing. Then he took, they took 12 stones and also put in Gilgal where they were camping for the night. Why? So they will have a stone of remembrance. Before your faith can sink and drown, you must have forgotten something. You must have completely erased. The devil tried to erase in our mind the stones of remembrance. Where God brought us from. What he did in the times past. 
when you are really flooded and attacked on all sides, and you cannot seem to see God or hear God or feel God, or as if there's no way out, you have to go back in your mind and remember what God did for you in the times past, where he brought you from. Remember, he said to them, hey, folks, what's the matter with you? When I multiply the five pieces of bread, how many baskets? Twelve. Seven bread. How many baskets? Seven. So, why don't you still, why don't you get it? You, you've, you cannot still put the two together? Don't you know? Do you know why I make you pick those broken pieces of bread and carry it on the head of 12 men? Just as Joshua's leaders carried the 12 stones on their head and put it as a monument so they will never, anytime they see that heap of stone, they will remember this Jordan actually was opened by God and we crossed on a dry land. And so that means if God will do it then, we have a reference to believe God today. We have a reference. We have a reference to believe God for tomorrow, for whatever may come in the future. We have the reference to believe God. We know the stones of remembrance. We know where he brought us from. We know we cross this Jordan on dry land. No matter what the lie, the devil may lie to us today. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. We have something to remember. We must keep in our mind the remembrance of his marvelous work, his awesome deliverances, his healings, his mysterious providences. <laughs> when we begin to remember, then hope begins to rise. Faith begins to spring up. Our image of victory begins to appear. We begin to have develop a mental picture of God's power and ability. His faithfulness to deliver us no matter what. Knowing that he never changed. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. This is why God told Israel to keep feasts, festivals, stones of remembrances, memorials. Most of the feasts of Israel was to keep in their remembrance what God did for them in the times past. The Passover, the Pesach. To keep that remembrance. To keep reminding, because God, know, God knows human beings very well. He knows that we can become so hardened. He knows that we can, our mind can be, you know, just erase every picture in our mind. This is what the devil fights every day. To erase, erase from your mind the memories of what God has done in your life and through your life. The moment you allow the devil to erase those memories, when they are no more strong and firm in you, you begin to drift away. In unbelief and doubt. I mean, the children of Israel, they were there in Egypt for, for 400 years. God sent Moses and Aaron. I mean, God did. They, they watched the wonders of God. They watched the mysteries, the mysterious signs and wonders. They watched the river Nile turn into blood. They watched the flies and the frogs and the darkness cover the land of Egypt. Only in Goshen, where Israel lived, there was no darkness, no fly, no frogs, no blood, nothing. They washed all the firstborn of Egypt, killed in one night. 
but in the home of the of the Jews, not one person died because they they they, they rubbed the blood on their doorposts, and the angel of death did not go into their homes. God was not just trying to punish the Egyptians. Well, He did because He was punishing their gods. Nile was a god. Firstborn son, we are worshipped. Flies, we are just like you see maybe in India today. They worshipped flies. They worshipped frog. They worshipped the Nile. So all that God was judging actually in Egypt was their gods. All the things they worshipped, God judged. God showed them that, listen, fly is no god. Hey, frog is no god. Hey, Nile is no god. Hey, firstborn son is no god. I am God. I am the I am that I am. That's all he was. He was not trying to destroy the Jews, so to speak. He was judging their gods and the things they worship. Now, hallelujah. They put their confidence in the army of Pharaoh. Israel was there. They watched every wonder and miracle. Now, they watched Pharaoh pursue them at the Red Sea. Well, you know, God opened the Red Sea. Israel passed through on dry land. And they went over across there and sang and danced. The God we serve is a mighty warrior. The army of Pharaoh has it drowned in the sea. The Miriam and all the women took off their tambourines. Can you imagine that? They sang themselves into insanity. That's a beautiful song. Sing yourself till your brain go to bread, bed. And, uh, and they sang. And they watched the army of Pharaoh drown in the Egyptians in the, in the Red Sea. But along the way, what happened? They forgot. The memory of this wonders of God, the power of God, Somehow along the way, the devil was washing through their mind. We are in a generation where hell and the devil have its sponge 24-7. It has its sponge. Look at the media today. Look at pornography today. Look at the sin today. Look at all kinds of mental. The human mind is continuously being bombarded because Satan is working so hard. He has his soap and sponge night and day to keep on washing the mind. Wash, brainwashing on so many people are so brainwashed that they even believe that there's no God. Hard wash to wash away the memory of God within these years in the wilderness. All the memory of the wonders of God in Egypt has been washed away in the mind of many. Protect your mind. Find the stones of remembrance, something you can always remember and say, Hey. I will never forget that day. I will never forget the healing. I will never forget how God provided for me. That's why God told Moses, always tell the children of Israel to always rehearse these things in the ears of their sons and daughters. Tell your children where God brought you from. Tell your children what God did in your life. Tell them, I used to be a thief. I used to be a gambler. I used to be a smoker. I used to watch pornography. I used to be a, an evil person. Christ came and saved my soul. I heard the gospel and he changed me. Show them the picture of who you used to be and who you are now. Maybe you are there watching me and you have your hair like, you know, I don't know what to call it. <laughs> Get a picture of that and keep it for your children when they grow up. Then show them a picture of you from now on as you believe God, as you give your heart to Jesus Christ, the difference, the change he has made in your life. And so the Lord told them, pick up the crumbs of bread. And they had to bear 12 baskets. Imagine that. Seven baskets. They had to scope all through the whole forest and grasses, pick up Carrying it on their shoulder, on their head. Hey, what is that? 
is a broken pieces of the miracle. What miracle? Today, God, the Lord multiplied, took five little bread and blessed it and multiplied it. And here we have the broken pieces. How many? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Twelve. Today, how many? Seven. What is that for? It is a stone of remembrance. That you will never again forget that he is able to provide for you. Go back in your mind when you are doubting and wondering, how will I feed myself? How will I feed my children? How can I pay my bill? How can I do all these things? Go back in your mind and remember. You will see one thing here and there where the Almighty God has done something in your life. He was, and he's left for you there a stone of remembrance. So that when the enemy attacks you, when your faith is weak, you can go back to that very stone of remembrance and remember where he brought you through, what he has already done in the past in your life. And then you can have faith today to believe him. You know, when Moses told Israel, uh, took up two of men with Joshua and Caleb to go and spy the promised land. In fact, the Bible says as they went there, they, 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 that is... Um, they, they, they came back and said, oh, we were just like grasshoppers in, the, in, that's in Numbers, Numbers in the Old Testament. And, um, and, they, and they came back to Moses and said, oh, we were like grasshoppers. Numbers 13. Hallelujah. And they came back and, and they brought the, a bad news and said, we were just like grasshoppers in the eye of those people. In fact, verse, uh, verse 32 says, verse 31 says, But the men that went up with him said, We be not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. And they brought up an evil report of the land which they had searched. Is a, and, and which are the, uh, they have searched unto the children of Israel, saying, The land truly which we have gone to search is a land that eateth up the inhabitants thereof, and all the people that we saw in it are men of great stature. And there we saw the giants, the sons of Anak, which come of the giants. And we were in our own sight as grasshoppers. And so we were in their sight. We were like what? Grasshoppers. We were in our own sight and in their own sight as grasshoppers. Now, this is evil report. This is what caused them the promised land. This is what made them to wander in the wilderness for 40 years. When they went in there to spy the land, all that they saw, they saw the Anakim, they saw the giant, they saw everything. But what they saw, they forget what they saw in Egypt. You see, the devil give you a picture that make you forget what you, what you already saw, what God did in Egypt, what he did in the wilderness. All the miracles and signs and wonders, the provisions, manna falling every day, deliverance, water from the rock, all that they have been seen for all these years. This few day journey, they went to the, that very place and saw these giants it erased all the picture of the wonders of God in the land of Egypt in their mind. And now they say, well, we are like grasshoppers. If you want a miracle in your life, you have to make sure you have a stone of remembrance that gives you a mental picture. Keep a living mental picture of God's works and wonders in your life. He who delivered you yesterday, he will deliver you today. He who gave you victory in the times past, he is giving you victory now. Never allow the devil to erase from your mind the picture of his God's wonders and miracles and signs in your life. The moment you allow that picture of a fear, of doubt, of the enemy, of the giants, 
to erase all the miracles, all the wonders, all the years of God walking in your life and through your life. Your faith goes down and you sink down in unbelief. Pick up those stones of remembrance and keep them afresh in your heart and mind. Remember what he has done for you in the past. You know, this is very, very important in the town we live in. The enemy is, you can see the power of the media, the power of imagery. Image today in the world we live in is everything. Image influences, controls, look at the TV, look at the media, we are Facebook and all those things. There is so much attack on the human mind to give us a mental picture. And if the mental picture we are receiving, we are feeding on is negative, we become negative. Chapter 3 of 2 Corinthians, hallelujah. And it says here, um, verse 11 say, For if that which is done away was glorious, much more that which is remained is glorious. He's talking about here, about Moses when he came down from the mountain. His face was shining. They had to, because he'd been in God's presence for a long time, they had to put a cover over his face. He was shining so bright that nobody could look at him. And in verse 12, it says, Seeing then that we, we have such a hope, we use great plainness of speech, verse 13, and not as Moses, which put a veil over his face, that the children of Israel could not say, look unto that which is abolished, but their minds were blinded. For until this day, they made the same veil untaken away in the reading of the Old Testament, which veil is done away in Christ. But even unto this day, when Moses is read, the veil is upon their hearts. Nevertheless, when he shall turn to the Lord, the veil shall be taken away. Now, the Lord is that spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is what? Liberty. But we all, with open face, beholding as in a glass, the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the spirit of the Lord. You see, talking about here, Moses covering his face. There's a face, there's a veil on the heart and mind of humanity to blind them from all that god is showing to us in nature in creation they will look at the heaven they don't see god they look at the earth they don't see god they will god will protect them bless them help them every day of their life they don't see it there is a veil over the human mind and when the israelites saw these anakims and giants the devil gave them a different mental picture of who they are and told them look 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 can you see that? Can you see that? You are going nowhere. This is terrible. And that mental picture erased all the wonders they have known, experienced in their life. It erased the stone of remembrance in their lives. I call, I challenge you today to go back in your heart and mind and remember all the wonders that the Almighty God has done in your life. When you remember them, don't forget them. Look into the perfect law of liberty. Don't be a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. So don't look at the mirror and go away and forget. Remember where he brought you from. Remember what he's done in your life. If he did it yesterday, he will do it again today. A stone of remembrance to strengthen your faith, to encourage you for the future. The past will propel you to believe God for something new and glorious. Be blessed.